The February of 2012 was unseasonably warm in the suburbs of southwest London where I lived. The grand magnolia trees on Acre Lane bloomed prematurely, and within two weeks, their rich white petals were indistinguishable mush on the pavement. The blooms were not to return that spring. It's a metaphor. Welcome to the Don't Waste a Good Recession economic snapshot for Friday the 12th of June 2020. In regards to active COVID-19 coronavirus cases, it appears that last week's good news in the US may have just been an anomaly. For those who missed last week's update, the US saw the number of active coronavirus cases decline for the first time, while in Australia they actually went up but on a very, very small number of actual increases. This week, we have returned to the trend we've been seeing for the last three months. The US, the UK and global active cases rising, while Australia, as an example, has continued to decline. The UK government has failed on their promise to report recoveries by early June, so we are now having to estimate the number of active cases based on the accelerated growth of total cases across the UK. Lockdowns around the world are beginning to ease, which does make me well, think of a song and ask a little One bit of a question. One of these things is not like the others. One of these things doesn't belong. Can you tell which thing is not like the other by the time I finish this song? If you look at these cases, and these are triggering active COVID-19 cases in the US, the UK and Australia. Lockdowns are easing in all three of those countries. Can you see how one of those might stand out a little bit? Admittedly, the easing of restrictions in Australia is bigger and is faster. On LinkedIn this week, I actually put out the observation that I haven't been asked to do a Zoom call in a month. Uh, with somebody where a local alternative existed, whereas you know some of my clients and colleagues in the UK and the US observed that that is still very much the norm. So Australia has come out much faster. However, we have also seen months of decline in active cases before we were taking those restrictions off, whereas in the US and the UK, the number of active COVID-19 cases continues to rise. Why is this week different to the period a month ago when lockdown was at its strongest. Obviously, we hope that some of the figures are going to prove that that uh, was handled correctly by governments. And it is worth noting that compared to global cases, the US and the UK have certainly flattened and perhaps are in a position to start easing lockdowns because they have flattened the curve. They're not going to overwhelm the healthcare system, even though there is an, a large number of active coronavirus cases still going on in the community. We look at the other indicators for the week. Stock markets were all down. In the US, where the bounce from the bottom has been strongest, they were actually reapproaching their peak until a big drop on Thursday. And a useful reminder that day-to-day -day movements in these markets are entirely noise. Don't buy into any narrative or trend lines based on a few days of 
ups and downs. Even looking at it weekly can sometimes give us too much noise for the signal, but I do this every week and so we do track those. I've seen the recent bounce in global stock markets described as a triumph of optimism over reality, which is a nice way of putting it. I've also heard it nicely put as a win-win situation for investors. Either the economy recovers from COVID-19 faster than expected, win! Or the US government continues to pump trillions of dollars into the economy, which inflates asset prices. Win! So there are people who are perhaps putting their money on the table feeling that they can't lose. Another useful reminder that the markets can stay irrational much longer than you can stay solvent. New unemployment data out of the USA this week, and it was fantastic news. Bucking most projections, the actual number of unemployed Americans went down in the month of May. Now, this is linked to the early reopening, uh, the easing of lockdown restrictions in many states. And so we're now seeing how many people are actually able to return to work. Uh, Now, remember that the Paycheck Protection Program in the USA didn't end up having the same reach as Australia's JobKeeper or the UK's furlough program. It wasn't as well funded. It wasn't as easy to access, part of the federal versus state system of government in the US. Uh, So in the USA, many more people were officially unemployed than show up in the UK and Australia figures. What that has meant is that as the lockdowns have eased and people in many industries like hospitality have been able to return to work, they have gone from being unemployed to being re-employed, whereas in Australia, many of those individuals maintained their jobs. They didn't show up as being officially unemployed. Other data that came out of the US this week showed that new jobless claims were below 2 million people for the week. Now, that's new claims. So that's not an accumulative figure. That's just under 2 million people who are newly claiming unemployment, potentially claiming unemployment this week. That's trending downwards, which again continues to be great news. But 1.9 million people is actually three times higher than any previous week ever prior to March this year. So even though the overall unemployment is trending in the right direction, there are other signifiers that perhaps that is not going to be a bounce back to what a normal economy or a growing economy might look like anytime soon. It is still very early in the reopening. And so it's hard to say how many of the jobs that have been lost were a temporary pandemic lockdown issues versus actual recession job losses. The difference between those two is going to be crucial. If they were mostly temporary and pandemic related, governments shutting down businesses and therefore people losing their jobs, then as lockdowns ease, as businesses reopen, those jobs will come back, unemployment will go down, consumer confidence will rise, and the worst of the recession might be avoided. However, if the jobs lost were actual recession job losses, if they reflected underlying weaknesses in the economy, which if you've been watching through the last 13 economic updates, you will know is part of my projections and what my research is suggesting to me, if it was indeed actual recession job losses, then even reopening the economy is not going to see those numbers returning to the 4 or 5% that we perhaps have gotten used to in the decades since the global financial crisis eased. We're going to need more opening up of economies, a little bit more time to give us that data. But of course, the risk is that more opening up could lead to a second wave of disease, of deaths, of lockdowns. 
So we could be in a one step forward, one step back kind of situation between the disease, the lockdowns and the economy for the months to come. Next week, the UK will release April's numbers and Australia will release May's unemployment numbers as well. Both are expected to be increases, particularly the UK, which lags a long way behind these other countries for releasing the official numbers. So they're giving us April. We've already got May in the US. We get April in the UK next week, which is the first full month of those lockdown restrictions. So we're expecting unemployment to rise in both the UK and Australia, although forecasts for how big those jumps will be are now lower than they were just a few weeks ago. And of course, we hope that proves to be the case because that means that more people have retained employment, are in jobs in the current economy. No new GDP growth updates for this week. As always, join the Facebook group, subscribe, YouTube, Spotify, your medium of pleasure. Like and share with your friends and join the mailing list at jacobaldridge.com forward slash don't waste a good recession.